Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balls Deep Pubcast, the Tottenham Hotspur fancast brought to you by fans for fans. We're coming off the back of uh, today's win against Crystal Palace. And for once, we can literally both come in and say that we're happy with that performance. Like all round, literally everybody played a good game. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, even through my ill state. That <laughs> Sam I... has AIDS. Yeah, no, I've got the worst sort of like head cold flu going on. But um, yeah, it was a, it was it wasn't an unenjoyable game to watch, you know. Um, yeah, I mean there wasn't many negatives. I mean the way, from. yeah, the way I look at it is, as far as I was concerned, looking at social media and stuff, and I imagine listeners can probably agree with us. These next few games that we've got coming up um, look difficult. Include it was in, obviously including. Um, this game against Palace. I mean, our next fixture is against City, and uh, then I think the one after that is probably Arsenal, isn't it? In the um... no, we got Arsenal. Is it this week? I think it might be Arsenal first, and then City. Then yeah. I mean, we got, including... got Arsenal this Wednesday. Yeah, including in, including the Palace game. That's a trio of difficult games. Like, yeah. in my opinion, I mean, Palace aren't a mug side. In my opinion, they've got some very very good players. I mean, today as well, Angerland seemed to be quite. Fucking dominant in Palace's defence in uh, in respect, but yeah. um, considering the fact that we went into this game, I would have been happy with a draw. In my opinion, even at home, I would have been happy with a draw. Considering, oh, yeah. go on, go on. No, no, I was just going to say I was agree with you. you know, they weren't. It wasn't like you know, like Sunderland. We seem to struggle mm. a lot of the game, but Sunderland are shit. You know. Yeah, and it was. And it's yeah. frustrating. Palace, you know, it's. You know, we, we sort of, in a way, it's uh, same with the Everton game. You know, I wasn't massively disappointed with the draw because you know we were giving as good as we were getting. You know, so it yeah. seemed like a, a a a a sort of result that you can accept. Whereas today, you know, as you said, if it was a draw, you'd be like, oh, you know, we we played well, but and we were also we were lucky because they played well. Yeah, exactly. We were against the good side, and when it came to um, the Sunderland game, we were shit, and it was just fortunate that Sunderland were also shit because they are shit. But it was it was just just lucky that we had a flash of brilliance that led to a 15-string pass that led to a goal, you know. Mm. And then looking at the Crystal Palace game, as I started with this episode, was the fact that every single player on the pitch, I felt, played to their absolute potential. In my yeah. Everybody played. I mean, the back four were fantastic. Walker was fantastic. Alderweireld and Vertonghen were fucking brilliant the, tongue, the thing I liked about Vertonghen as well he was getting forward and this reminded, oh, yeah. me, this reminded me of you know his first season where he, he netted a few goals like you know when he went on that charge against Man United and that's the one Old yeah. you know I, I loved that Vertonghen you know and then there was the one against I think it was in fact Sunderland where mm. he, he went on the charge and he passed it through to Bale and Bale had his back to goal twisted and put a chip over and he just landed into him controlled it and just slid yeah. it in. And then, that's and where Vertonghen's great yeah, and then he had like that. Was it like last season or the season before? We had the um, the season where he was just like a complete donut, and he was just all over the place. And I think it was when those rumours that he went like another club wanted to buy him, so he was just everyone sort of thought, you know, he's he just don't give a shit anymore. You know? Yeah, leaning against the wall at Liverpool, sort of thing and stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, when it comes to um, Alderweireld and Vertonghen, fucking brilliant. The two of them, absolutely. Brilliant. And I guess that's what you get as well with having a Bulgarian contingency sort of 
between the sticks, not including Loris, you know, like the two yeah. central defenders. That's what helps. I mean, as well, Davis, I thought, played well. I thought yeah. um, he played pretty brilliant, played solid, done what he had to do. Um, wasn't many mistakes at all. Where did you even just trying to think through the squad? I didn't think there was too many mistakes. I think Davis played that well because you didn't. We didn't really sit there at any point and thought, oh, "I wish Rose was on, or if Rose was playing, you know, we would have been." Yeah, Rose you know, Davis was himself, doing yeah. as as good as probably Rose would have been doing in like uh, in top form almost. But um, yeah, the thing I liked about the defense as well is um, Loris. He didn't seem frustrated at all. You know, oh, even, yeah, when, exactly. even when there was a shot, he was just like, you know, come on, like, you know, clapping the hands together. Whereas you see him sort of last season when he's got fucking Kabul and that in front of him, he looked like he just wanted to fucking climb on top of the stadium and jump headfirst into the ground, you know. <laughs> Brutal, but yeah, that's true. It, it was, it, we're probably used to seeing Loris frustrated. In all honest opinion, but this is <laughs> he plays of, for Spurs, of course. Yeah, he plays for Spurs, and this is possibly one of the first performances in a long time where you can safely sit there and say that back four looked fucking solid. I mean, yeah. even against the Manchester uh, against Manchester United as well, the opening game, I must admit, the defense looked pretty solid because we deserved that game at the end of the day, going back to the Manchester United uh, game. But yeah, the, the back four, in, including Loris, five in general, um, brilliant. I got no no qualms with them, you know. I thought we were absolutely fantastic. And we're moving into um, central or just in front of the defence, Dyer and Alley. Quite. Alley was. Uh, Alley was. Oh, superb. I didn't. I don't think I even remember seeing Dyer. There's nothing that sticks out in my mind. I mean, the game was, what, six hours ago now. And I, I can't. Thinking back, I'm like, I can't remember anything Dyer did. No, I was, that's what I was getting to is the fact that. Was it the fact that. Everyone was playing so well. Nothing particular stood out about yeah. particular players. You know, it was either the ball gets through them and it's dealt with by Alderweireld and Vertonghen, or there wasn't a lot going on in midfield anyway. It was just textbook. You know, that's a um, that's a thankless role, isn't it, defensive midfield? Yeah, it's just it's either you, you intercept before it gets to defence, or you fucking just lump it out of there, you know. Or you're or part you of the passing it. line between defence and yeah, which, you, know. you almost go unnoticed, like you're saying, unsung heroes almost. But saying that, we're kind of being a bit ironic in what we're saying with Ali because I was a bit sceptical at first with Ali being in defensive midfield, sitting in for where Bentaleb and um, obviously Mason, who's injured for scoring. Um, when he scored his goal against Sunderland, I must admit I did sit there and go, "Oh, I was because I've obviously never seen Ali in that position." All right, big kid, you know, and he, he, you can we we've seen already that he likes to get stuck in, but yeah. I was a bit sceptical. I needed to be shown whether he could play that position. I did mean, think, how, did, uh, how did you feel straight away? Did you think? Um, sorry, no, it was just almost like a sidetrack. But do you think Bentaleb's Going to struggle to find game yeah, time now. Yeah, definitely. obviously you've got Dyer, Mason. Well, they're, they're, yeah, because you've got Dyer, Mason, Ali. You know who else have we got in that position? Dembele. Yeah, Dembele. You know, so I think he's probably going to struggle now, isn't he? He is. Yes. It's he's not. It's not because he's playing bad. It's because the others are doing such a good job and having don't some change something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fix it if it's not broken. You know. But Ali, yeah, what we're getting to, Ali played bloody well, in my yeah. opinion. And I think he's taken, coming from League One into the um, Premier League, like just like that, and has settled almost like perfectly. To me, it doesn't even seem like it's his first season. 
the thing with him as well is the same about Sun. What I like about Sun is, um, I mean, we'll get to that when we talk yeah. about the, the, the attacking line, but he, how he seems to have the passion and the hunger and the fire, you know, he's, mm. it, it, it's something that, that we used to see in, um, Holtby a lot, but, you yeah. Know, and Vandervaart. Yeah. It's just that he wants to be there. He wants to get the ball. He, he constantly wants to get stuck in, you know? Yeah. It's like he's constantly trying to prove himself. Because, I mean, considering you look at it, he's a, a kid from League One coming from MK Dons, playing for Tottenham Hotspur, straight into European football with the Europa League, you yeah. know, um, playing with some good players around him as well. And it's clearly he must be getting along at training with the lads as well. And as, we, as we've just said as well, the fans enjoy him. It looks like he's been his for, for already for a season, you know. It looks like he's almost literally drilled into the squad entirely, like he doesn't even need to do anymore. We've yeah. seen we've seen what he's got in, in him. He's scored a goal. He knows where to be. Like you've said as well, he's showing desire and hunger. I ain't got no qualms with the kid. I think he's fantastic. And, and already Gary Lineker was saying that he's prospects. He, it, what was it? I think I see Gary uh, Lineker tweet saying that he was predicting him going to be in the Euros in France. That's yeah. what he's saying, like a little prediction that he's going to make the England squad. So, and in all honesty, I don't, I think you can put money on that. Mm. Absolutely fantastic kid, and got no problems with him at all. Anything else you want to bring up between the two of them? Uh, no. <laughs> I said no scouse <laughs> impressions. Um, okay, moving to the attacking line as we usually do. We're going to start with Chadley, I think. Well, we should probably talk about Kane first because he was so he was he was a lot <laughs> further back, a lot further back than the uh, the attacking midfielders. So why does he keep fucking doing it? The amount of times I was sitting there, like we were pounding forward, like Sun was running up the wing, or even even the like Lamella and Chadley, and it was like, where's Kane? You know, he was he was always behind him. What frustrates me is I've already said it in a few tweets, and I've seen some of the listeners on, on our Twitter and our Twitter followers as well. They they've agreed with me all the time. Every time I've said it is why the fact that Kane isn't playing as a lone striker as what I assume he is he is being told to do so. All right, considering Son is almost like a second striker, and when mm. Ali plays near Kane as well, he's like a second striker. But as far as I'm concerned, when the team lineup comes out, Kane and even televised, Kane is the lone striker. And as, as pub football always tells you, I'm repeating myself now. You sit on the last man, on yeah. the last shoulder, back post all the time. The fact that there was one point, Kane, I, I, who was it that had the ball? I think it was Dyer even had the ball, just just crossing our halfway line. And was holding on to the ball. Play wasn't really moving. Play, sort of staggered, static movement going on. And then the next thing you see is Kane just drop into the scene, picks up the ball, and then sort of picks it up and just tries to run with it back up to the centre forward. The fact he has to drop from the last man is... Well, what's that's ringing alarm bells, in my opinion. Yeah. That's clearly a player that's frustrated as fuck with not getting any delivery. Because as well, keeping with Kane, it towards the end, it looked like he was getting desperate. To try and get something, it really did like he was getting frustrated with the fact of probably he wasn't in the correct positions. But at the same time, there was plenty of opportunity for him to be in the correct position and he wasn't there. Yeah, uh, he, he ended up taking the free kick uh, uh, towards the end that ended up fucking flying completely above the uh, crossbar. There was also the incident down in the first half, if I recall. When it, it, me and you, I think, disagreed about about it, it looked like a cross or it looked like a shot. To me, it looked like a shot because Lamella was standing there, hands down by his sides, like as if to say, "Come on, why didn't you drag it back further to me?" 
mm. in my opinion, Kane looked like he was being greedy. But but he's that is the that is the that is the uh, the sort of the hunger of a lone striker is to be greedy at the end yeah. of the day. Well, but, that's what you want him to be. You know, you don't want him to be in the box looking for the pass to pass someone, do you? You want yeah, him to. It's when it's in those particular positions. It was like, but you got to think that last season, a lot of his goals you watched, there's plenty of you know open people that he could have passed to, but he was taking the shots and getting them in. Yeah. I mean, but that was a bit of a funny position. It he was, was in today. Yeah, to, to even... He was on the punch, fucking the touchline. Yeah, to punch a ball, even if that was across, across the box like that, was just, what? Yeah. Like, even at that speed was just nuts, because it wasn't near the keeper. Well, sorry, it wasn't near the keeper. It wasn't near <laughs> Lamella in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But, um, but we'll keep with Kane anyway. Um, yeah, he, he did look frustrated, but then at the same time... He, he, I don't know, he played his normal game. He still scored more goals than he did at the start of this season, you know, if we all yeah. recall. He only came in, like, three quarters of the way into the season. November, wasn't it, or something like yeah, that? something yeah, like mate. that. You know, um, give him time at the end of the day. Do you mm. know what I mean? That's the way the way I've got to look at it. Big game, obviously, against Wednesday, uh, against the scum coming up, so I think that's probably when he wants to turn his feet on. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Right, we've done with Kane anyway. We'll move on to Chadley. Uh Chadley, to me, like we've just said about Dyer, it just being any, Chadley, yeah, yes, doing Chadley. his job. One thing that stood out as well, the fact that Palace didn't have their um, their usual right back was you could see that Alderweireld was pinging balls over to Chadley in the first half, like all the time, mm. and Chadley was just picking them out of the air, boom, straight on his feet, boom, straight on his feet, beautifully, and was putting some fantastic balls into the box as well. Not much you can say because at the end of the day, he was in the right position. To doing his job yeah you know it's strange that we didn't see more shots on goal from him but maybe there was a bit of discipline going on in the uh, tactics of the um of the approach against palace for the fact mm. as well that 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 wasn't their usual right back so maybe it was a case of him being told to look sit on that line don't drift in hammer and tong at their right back all the time because he isn't their normal right back so let's fucking test him yeah you know, nothing stood out too much about Chadley, but at the same time, no no problems with him, you know? Mm. Ericsson um, came, came on for Chadley. Uh, I felt made quite a little bit of a change. Oh, yeah. Great to see him back into the game again. Um, it was almost... it was the way, the way me and my dad put it, it was you noticed the change come on in Ericsson, but you noticed the things that he was doing that would just be normal in a game that he was there with. So it was nothing out of the ordinary, but it really did, again, change the pace of the game and obviously help towards the goal. Yeah. I mean, um, it's nice to see him back from injury as well. Didn't look like he was even walking in, on an injury or anything like that. It just looked like he just fell straight into place. And I think we fucking missed him at the end of the day. Well, Ericsson was doing like Chadley and Dyer were doing, like, you know, just textbook Ericsson. But as with what he usually does. A textbook to Ericsson is he makes the change and he provides the goals or yeah. you know, he sets up the goals. Uh, you know, it was yeah. just a standard Ericsson performance, which was good. It was a little... A little it was saying standard Ericsson performance. It is just a shame that... He, I don't know, he's got to dust the rust off his boots with his free kicks, clearly, because yeah. <laughs> one of them just fucking went well wayward. But I don't know. We'll Talking about free kicks. Yeah. Next up is your boy, isn't it? Your boy Lamella. Yeah, fucking... I'm sorry, man of the match for me. And I think a lot of people agree as well that he was man of the match. All right, Son did, um, he did get the, the game-winning goal. But in my opinion, Lamella was active 
and work his absolute nuts off for the entirety of the 87 minutes that he was on. He, he, uh, a Carol came on for him, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he worked his absolute arse off those for like every single second he was on that pitch. And he was fantastic. Every corner, one thing that stood out was the corners. Normally, when we take corners, nine out of ten of them are shit. And they don't even make, they either go well, so far past the back post, it's pathetic, or they don't even make the front post. Yeah. Everyone fucking agrees with that. I'm certain everyone agrees with that. But every single corner he had was brilliant. Every single corner was absolutely fantastic, other than the one where, well, that wasn't the Miller's fault. Kane, he found Kane for the header, and Kane ended up edering it just so incredibly over the bar. It was quite shocking, in all honesty. But Lamella just got stuck in, in my opinion. His footwork was fantastic as well. You could see the the fluidness in his play was brilliant, and a lot of and I felt a lot of the players were on the same wavelength as him as well with his just his little layoffs and stuff like that. And even with just putting sometimes putting just a little bit too much on the ball is sometimes the best thing to do. I really do think we're starting to see Lamella, and I think the fact that he had an absolute stonker against Everton was it. Uh, was it? <laughs> Every game that fucking Lamella's played up until about this point has been a bit of a stunt. But what I'm getting at is he was put on the bench for a while, wasn't he? Because he clearly wasn't performing. But yeah. he played in the Europa League game, wasn't too bad, scored his goal, provided an assist, got his goal, got a bit of confidence, you know. And mm. you could tell even after the Europa, the Europa game, after he scored, you could see that there was a... Um, an ounce of frustration lifted off of him because there was one disallowed where somebody was offside, I believe, and you could see he was really trying hard. But now, starting in this game, I think, was the correct thing, and it's almost like he's seen that, right, clearly fucking fans are getting frustrated as fuck with me. I'm not performing as much as well as anticipated and as really well as I should be. Time for me to kick myself up in the arse, turn over a new leg sort of thing, and I think we saw it today, personally. And I think he should, and I believe he deserves man of the match. All right, Sun scored the winning goal and Loris performed two incredible saves. But in my opinion, Sun disappeared for almost half of half of the game that he was on. He was on for 80 minutes and like for half an hour at one point, we didn't barely heard his name, in my opinion. Whereas Lamella, he was, he was everywhere, absolutely everywhere, providing mm. great passes, uh, tracking back, tackles. Um, just, just everything about him was brilliant. He just really got stuck in, and even his free kick was on target. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was the first at one point with the six shots that we had on target. I was saying three of them come from him, mm. and the, the one particular uh, shot that he had, there was just he took a one touch, laid it off, just gave himself like half a foot, and just let let fly with a left foot, and it was on target again, and it was a fantastic shot. But in my opinion, he played great. I thought Lamella played absolutely fucking fantastic. But um, your man at the moment, Son, go on. <laughs> My man, Son. You were just, because you were like, yeah, he played great when we were texting. Nice words. You was son. like, yeah, one thing I like, <laughs> one thing I like about him is he's got like hunger about him, you said, didn't you? Well, he's, he's proven, he's proven himself already, you know, he, as long as he keeps it up. He's, skill, skill. He just, he just seems to want to get the ball, you know, even like, what I noticed in the first half a lot is that every time the ball was like, he was just chasing down the ball when they when Palace were passing it back to their keeper and that he was just always on it, you know. One thing that I noticed as well, the two, both Lamella and Son were on the same level when with passing 
and stuff. You notice tiny little flick-ons and little one-twos in tight spaces. The yeah. two of them just connected very, very well. Incredible. Yeah. Even even in the Europa League game, I noticed it. So it'd be quite... It, it, I'm looking forward to seeing what chemistry these two knock up because I noticed something. I don't know whether many other people did notice, but I noticed something yeah. that that they were just gelling together. Just Because one thing that I've noticed about Lamella is he'll... <laughs> He, he, he will, he will, it might look like he'll just sit there and pass into nowhere sometimes, but then you sit there and you think, it's like, was he anticipating someone to be running into a certain position or expecting a little flick on or something like that? With Lamella and Son, that seems to just happen between them two. I don't know whether I'm just looking a bit too far into it at the moment, but every single pass and movement between the two of them looks like almost that they're looking at each other and reading each other all the time. Yeah. And... With our purchasing son, Lever- apparently Leverkusen's best player that they had at the time, and what they call they used to call when Van der Vaart used to play with him at Hamburg, they used to call him Van der Vaart, <clears throat> Van der Vaart and Son or something. <laughs> they used to call him. Or- <clears throat> yeah, but in my opinion, the two of them together, it looks good. It looks yeah. good. I don't know whether I'm just looking at it from a supporter or I'm not looking at it technically enough or I'm just looking too far into it. I don't know, but the two of them look good. Yeah, they're well, looking good together. Hopefully we can see more yeah, Wednesday and the whole season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Sun can bring. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we look at Sunderland's game. I mean, let's look at it in the sense of we were both sitting there and saying this is as good as we're going to fucking get for the rest of the season. One yeah. we looked fucking tripe, like really <laughs> toilet. We did fucking tripe, fucking tripe. But um, now you look at the Palace game, and it's like as if. Everyone just fucking sat sat there and was like, calm the fuck down, play football. Just chill out, do what we got to do. Everyone play their positions textbookly. Textbookly? It's not even a word. Oh, well, <laughs> it's a word now. Play your positions out of a textbook and it'll and it, everything will be okay. Crystal yeah. Palace ain't a mug side, and they're a good side, in my opinion. Um, do you know, oh, what was I going to say to you? Um... I was meant to text it to you, but I forgot to text before the game. I was going to say, um, if we lost today, that would make us actually not just table-wise, but... History? Well, it wouldn't be table-wise, because Chelsea are at the bottom. But we would be the worst London team in the Premier League if we lost to Crystal Palace. Really? No, no, well, no, it's not. Well, that, that, yeah. Well, because, you know, obviously Chelsea are playing shit this season, but, I mean, in all honesty, you can't sit there and say that... Uh, Spurs are a better team than Chelsea, like you know, because Chelsea are going to win shit. You know, they've yeah, bought yeah. they've bought their success. If yeah, anything, exactly, you know, exactly. obviously, you know, the scum are doing all right, and um, yeah, it's, it's not so much what the other teams doing. It's just it's how we're performing, you know. And yeah. West Ham seem to be fucking have something, you know, injected into their cereal in the morning. I don't know. Well, what's <laughs> nice is if you look at it at the moment. Excuse me, uh, pub, pub, pub podcast, it's allowed. Um, yeah. Right, the way you should look at things as well, going into our game against the Scum, it's quite nice to see us having uh, more goal difference than the Scum. It might be one goal, yeah, but it's it's one goal. We actually, for once, have a better goal difference than the Woolwich Wanderers. Well, I was going to say to you, one thing that I would like to see improve, obviously I was happy with the performance there, is... More goals, you know. I want to actually see us get a nice goal difference. Yeah, because the good, good, the, the the thing that you've always been about is you would rather you've always said I'd rather a shit one nil win than every game than yeah exactly. 
but brilliant draw, you know. It's coming to a point now where I, I can agree with you looking at goal difference and stuff. It would be nice if we could, for instance, with Palace, like just get more goals. Yeah, I don't Even think we so- we've the lot for good note the last. Yeah, I can't remember the last time we had like more than say like four goals, like um, a four goal difference, like a plus. If you know what I mean? No, I can't even remember. We've been floating around between minus three and like two, you know, and and (laughs) always in that year. That's what I mean. It's a funny one, isn't it? But um, what what are you all right looking at looking at? Recent results and stuff going into the uh, Capital One Cup against the Scum. What are you thinking, mate? What? Well, I'm hoping. I said this about you know, like you know, we could be the worst team in London, but I'm hoping. Let me just pull this up because obviously the Scum fell apart at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get their their last couple of results up. Chelsea, they lost. They've lost their last two games. They lost the Champions League game and they got, um, what's his face? Giroud sent off. Yep. They got two sent off at the weekend against Chelsea. I'm hoping they're going for a bit of a patch. Mm. You know, and they're almost like a mid, like beginning of the season collapse. So I'm hoping we can take advantage of that. Yeah, we've got, we're going on a two, a two game win, you know, a European victory and, a Premier League victory. I'm hoping we can take that. You know, the morale's higher. Sun's hungry. Wants more goals. Kane pulls his finger out of his arse and scores. Deli Ali's looking good. Yeah, your boy Lamella comes through. My boy Lamella. Yep. And um, I hope Arsenal are just going through a shit stage, and we can capitalise on that. Yeah, and Chelsea. It's at the lane as well, isn't it? So. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, and I don't know, feeling positive about it after today's game. Yeah. Really positive. Um. Oh shit! One person we didn't talk about is Ng. When Ng came on, Ng um, came on. First thing that I heard was Pochettino was fucking gangarity at him because he didn't shut down the <laughs> goalkeeper towards the end. That made me laugh. Mm. I didn't hear nothing about him, and then the next thing he was like, and it looks like uh, Pochettino's uh, having a right go at Ng for not mm. shutting down the play. I was like, fuck's sake! He's just walked on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's looking good though. It's looking positive. It's nice to actually go into a podcast with not having anything to fucking moan about. Yeah, well, we can find something if you want. Right, okay, <laughs> quick, find something. Find something. Um, no, I can't. I really can't. One thing I will moan about: stop singing that fucking song. What? Everywhere we go, everywhere we go, this Tottenham boys waiting all alone. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what a boring song and it's a yeah. stolen song and every fucking club can sing it that's one thing I loved about Lelaine is just the atmosphere in general but when it turns into two fucking songs all the time it's just oh, it just does my head in. It's, the, it's them sort of like slow slow tempo songs like you know it's nice that you know when like Harry Kane was like you know when Harry Kane's on a on a roll, you know, they sing those one of the road. They're just, I don't know why, the, the slow tempo songs like the one you just said and that one, they just, they get on my tits. Yeah. I like, no, um, you know, like um, when Spurs go marching, even though that's a fucking stolen song as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, that's um, that's what we found the moan about, but I guess yeah. we'll leave it at that anyway because we've had a, po- a positive, positive podcast for this one, positive and- episode. And you know Levy's thinking like when Sun scored and he's like, yeah, name me a better striker, did you? 
Oh, man, you be a base striker. You're all going to be buying your shirts over there. Yeah, and I'll even save you a few pennies because you pay by the letters. S O N is free, so you're the one saving money. <laughs> <laughs> and number seven is a single digit. <laughs> He's probably moaning at Engie for uh, using Clinton as his yeah. name. But you realise how much that sets his back, Clinton? <laughs> bloody damn it. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at Balls Deep. Uh, cast you can get me at Dino Salter and Sam at Bam Sam underscore MD. Um, but yeah, next, next, uh, next. Uh, I can't get a word out of my mouth. Next game. Fuck. Scum. Uh, are you watching? Are you working Wednesday? Are you watching it? Wednesday night. I am working, unfortunately. Oh, so you... I know I'm gonna have to try and drag my laptop into work. It's <laughs> fucking typical, mate. It's, it's not good. It's not good carrying around a laptop when you're a lifeguard. No, no. Well, I'm. I'll be duty manager anyway. So. Nice. I might be able to swings around. It swings around, actually, you know. I might be able to uh, pull some strings, you know. This, that, yeah. the other. But, um, yeah, come on, you Spurs, I guess, eh? Yeah. Yes, right. Thanks for listening, guys. And anyway, till next time, uh, come on, you Spurs. Oh.